Culture and Psychology with Tabana. A warm hello to our Radio Bamdad uh, listeners. Uh, I'm sitting with Dr. Rockers and Dr. Andrade, two of my colleagues from Tavana organization. Tavana is a nonprofit organization helping individuals um, with cultural and psychological issues. And uh, I'm very fortunate to work with two of the very uh, experienced and wonderful psychologists. And I'm happy that Radio Bomb Dot has a session that uh, we um, get opportunity to talk about different topics. Today, we want to talk about um, the culture of taking care of ourselves, especially when we get older, we become more conscientious about health. And also, um, we actually need to be conscientious at any age, especially uh, young uh, groups that they are creating a foundation for their health for later on. Because when we are young, we usually don't even think that anything is going to happen to us and that doesn't come to our mind. But that's the main foundation of living a style that uh, can keep us going when we get older. So with that, I want to leave the mic to um, my colleagues. Yeah, no, I'm glad we're talking about this, this idea. I feel like it's something that comes up more and more. Uh, Everybody is trying to, especially as these COVID restrictions are are lifting, we're wanting to go out and we're wanting to do more. It's spring, uh, it's lighter, longer. We're wanting to be more active. And, and I find people sometimes will uh, find themselves in a situation that they didn't plan or expect. They uh, went for a jog and pulled a muscle or uh, tried to exercise and overexerted themselves, um, you know, starting a routine and finding very quickly uh, this is new routine is exhausting and difficult. Uh, and so it's uh, even, you know, when we go out and we do things, um, you know, even sometimes how late we're up at night. I mean, it's one of those things where it's just like the, our body ages our body uh, isn't able to kind of bounce back in the way that it used to and I think it's one of those things where we can still do so much and still uh, enjoy so many things I think it's just the idea of adapting to that and I think it's so strange and I hear a lot of people say this idea that I still feel like I'm this young and it's just my body that's changed. And that's something uh, in my early thirties, I experienced firsthand and it was, it was strange. Uh, I, I kind of tell people, um, especially when I work with individuals with like pain, uh, the idea, you know, if we want to move our arm, we move our arm. We just, we think about it and it's so automatic and it's so natural. Well, what happens when we're like, oh, okay, I'm going to, you know, get up and do this thing. And all of a sudden we feel something in our back. We're like, oh, all I did was stand up. Like what, what the hell is going on? Like, it's like our body is deceiving us all of a sudden. And so uh, even when we're trying to do things that are uh, positive, like if we're out, you know, shopping all day or going for a long walk and then, you know, we're standing there and our back hurts for no reason. Um, it just, it, it can be baffling and confusing. And I see people sometimes not know how to, to cope with that or to comp compensate for that. Uh, and sometimes even retreat and say, I can't do these things. So uh, I'm a big advocate of 
let's start small. Let's listen to our body. Let's kind of acknowledge, you know, we're, we're not as young as we used to be, but we're not as old as we, we sometimes tell ourselves too. Where's that balance? Um, what comes to mind for you guys in regards to that, that emphasis maybe on youth and, and having to adapt to these kind of changes that come up for us? Well, for me, as you were talking immediately, that came to my mind that our uh, big sport players, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when they get to a certain age, all of a sudden they have to put their profession aside and uh, just leave that profession because it's too much uh, to the body. And also for the team, um, it's it's um, one of the things that even though they still, they're in peak of their play and their expertise, but still because of age. So um, also that reminded me of a relative I have that he had to do open heart surgery. And it was, I never forget what he said. He said, I don't know what happened to me because I never thought I my body has any problem. And all of a sudden I went to a doctor and I realized that I have to do open heart surgery my mind says I am 40 years old by my body is over 60 years old. And he said it so um, simply and so clearly that at that time, I remember it was a while ago, but I never forget the way he said it. He said, my mind and my body are going two different ways. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I realized that I have to really take care of my body because my body is not as young as before, but my mind is always young and want to do things. So that reminded me of these two things as you were talking, Alex. I wonder if maybe the sports, professional sports, is it too intense that it's like beyond, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying they need to change or anything like that. I'm just saying, I wonder, it seems interesting, like they, the bodies burn out or break down. And I wonder if maybe in the future we'll approach pro sports in a different yeah. way. That well, that, yeah. Longevity as opposed to just a burst of. Yeah. And then the psychological part, I was thinking how difficult it is for a person who still is in the peak of their profession and still feel like they want to do what they were doing. But uh, coaches, they realize that maybe, as you said, uh, Dan, because the the uh, playing and the practices are too intense and they know what's going to happen to the body. Like Tom Brady at the peak of his play, I was thinking of that, put the sport, you know, just left the team because I guess they're under pressure too, even if they want, like um, uh, uh, who is uh, the basketball player, uh, Jordan? Uh, he, yeah, Michael Jordan, he actually left at the peak of his profession. And when they interviewed him, he said, I have to leave now that it's on the peak of my profession, because if I play longer, I may lose that. You know what I mean? And that is true. Some of them, they realize themselves, but some of them, maybe they're coached to do that. Is there a correlate in psychological terms. And what I mean is if people use their bodies too hard, they break down. If we use our minds too hard, will we break down? Do we have examples of that? I think you brought a very good question, Dan. Um, I think in many ways, you're yes, I think was especially because sometimes you don't realize what you're doing to your mind by 
worrying, by anxiety, if you don't take care of yourself, you get to a point that you may break down. And um, same as your body, if you go, 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 you don't realize when to stop or when to give yourself time, the same way is with your mind, you have to take off, you have to do some relaxation, some meditation, some yoga, some, and that's why in our profession, we always mention at least I know I do two important things. One is taking care of your diet and also taking care of your um, body because you need to exercise uh, in a very moderate way, not too much, um, and also take care of these two. And hormones, um, you know, a lot of times when I have um, patients that, especially women at certain age, you mention these three things. Um, have you taken care of your body? And have you had some, uh, you know, test for your hormones? Because all of this affects uh, your psychological, um, you know, issues as well. No, it, it just goes hand in hand, I believe. Yeah, psychologically, probably it's called burnout. And we talked about that in one complete session, I remember. Okay, a burnout so is a big thing, yeah. I want to suggest that we bring it up again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. It's My never too much to talk about these things, yeah. No, I mean, they all interconnect, though, too. And I guess the way I was thinking of it is, is you know, physically, if we're overexerting ourselves, you know, if we're mentally um, overexerting ourselves, and what does that look like? And I think it can relate to the idea of burnout, too. Um, but I, I don't know, I feel like there's, there's something more. It's just like, you know, we're almost, I mean, the, the idea that comes to mind is like, we're overstressing ourselves. We're like working ourselves too much, or we have too many things going on. And I don't think it's that we're not capable of doing all of those things necessarily, but what is the cost of trying to do all of those things in that constant way where I, I often remind people we can get just as much done if we space it out, if we pace ourselves. Um, so a lot of times I find it's this internal pressure to, to, to do all these things where it's versus, uh, you know, there's nobody usually saying we need to take on all of those things. And so, um, you know, kind of learning that we can, we can do those things in a little different way. And, and so, yeah, when it comes to, and, and again, I think that's something that relates to this topic in the sense of, you know, as we get older, you know, do we want to mentally tax ourselves to that same degree? You know, the mind uh, is continuously growing. Our brain is, is growing and developing, uh, but peaks about, uh, uh, I think it's either 25 or 35. I think it's 35. And then it starts to decline. Now, that doesn't mean we stop. Uh, it doesn't mean we stop learning. It doesn't mean we stop growing. It just means we have to maybe be more thoughtful of that in that way. Uh, so there's still plenty we can do, still plenty we can do to, to, to grow and to challenge ourselves. But also know, you know, that that change is happening. Well, interesting, because biologically, as we peak our complete growth, uh, we start um, losing some um, brain cells and some decline in all cells in our body, although our body builds new cells, but the decline starts from the moment we get to the peak of completion of uh, our biological body. But uh, one of the things that you were saying is absolutely true. And I guess it starts with you, our mind because our mind tells us to do so many things. I guess we have to stop, we have to pause and say, how am I gonna really 
do all these? Is my body ready for all of this? But I guess our mind takes us to so many different ways. So um, maybe I, and I have to say, we are in different levels. Some of our minds tells us to be lazier and some of our minds is go, go, go. And mostly in um, our society, uh, it's just always wanting to do something because there are so many opportunities and you don't want to lose time. You want to take care of all these opportunities. Just talking about myself last night, I was thinking, oh my gosh, there are so many things I want to do. Um, I, I want to read so many books. I want to do this and that. I guess my mind is taking me to so many different ways. And I'm thinking, do I have time to do all of this? It just, you know, so your mind, uh, depending on the personality you have, you want to do so many things, but does your body or does your time allow you to? We are getting to our break. So we're going to come back and to continue our conversation about the aging and being considerate about what you can do and what you can't. We're back with Dr. Rockers and Dr. Andrade, and we started the first part of our conversation about uh, the aging part that sometimes we forget as a young person, um, because nowadays 40 is young, and even I would say 50 is young, you know. Uh, so the aging now, the um, you know, numbers are different now. And uh, sometimes our body doesn't really go with our mind. Our mind uh, is, our mind is faster. Our mind, um, you know, creates some problems with our body because wants to do different things. And we don't want to right there. There's so many also um, social issues too that, like, for example, if there's a group different ages and they're doing something that is difficult, if you're older, you don't want to sit back and say, I can't do it. You want to, you know, go with the flow and you want to do it, but you don't realize what you're doing to your body. So we're just talking about that. And I'm glad Dr. Andrade brought this topic of, um, you know, being conscientious of our aging and how our body reacts. And, and I was uh, talking about our mind that is really going different directions, not even wanting to accept the aging, you know, that's a conflict. And um, we talked about someone who even had a heart surgery and didn't even know that why this happened. And the mind is young, the body's getting old. So what happens? It's funny what you mentioned reminds me, my dad always says, uh, you know, it's mind over matter. If you don't mind, it doesn't matter. And uh, I, I disagreed with that when I lived in the freezing cold of the Chicago weather. And I was like, it don't matter how much you mind it. It's cold. <laughs> you can try to tell yourself it ain't, but it is. And, and I think when it comes to our body along those lines, we do have to listen to it. Uh, I wanted to, to go back to the question you asked kind of right before we, we left off, you know, uh, you know, when you're wanting to do these things, how do you do them? And I think that's the question. It's not 
always whether or not you do them. I think that's where we go first. We can be very black or white in our thinking, I either can or I can't. I think a great question is, you know, how could I? And sometimes saying, is there a way to do those things that are adaptive? Uh, so for example, people are like, oh, I used to run and I run several miles and I can't do it like I used to. And you know, I can't run that way anymore. It's like, okay, well, can you run a different way? Can you jog a different way? Can you go on a walk in a different way? It doesn't have to be that same thing that you did. And I think it's tough. And as we were talking about athletes uh, earlier, I think the idea is like when that's your norm or what you've experienced for so long, that's what you compare that behavior to. Like I run three miles. It's like, okay, well, is running, you know, uh, and, and jogging, uh, is that not still giving you something? And I think if we don't allow it to, it can feel like less than. And so being able to say, how do we adapt these things to where we're at now in our life? Um, when I was younger, in my early thirties, I, I played uh, recreational basketball and, uh, you know, didn't think much of it, stretch for a few minutes before. Uh, well, one day when I was playing, and this is after like months of playing, uh, I pulled a uh, hamstring uh, or excuse me, a calf muscle, worst pain I ever felt in my life. Um, it was horrible. I was limping for, for weeks. I had a patient uh, in his in his 40s. And he said, if you don't mind, uh, let me ask you, know, how old are you? I was like, oh, I'm 31, 32. And he's like, yeah, that's that's when that stuff starts happening. And so I was just like, wait, what? Like, I didn't understand. I was like, what? And he was just like, yeah, you know, your, your body's a little different. You can't maybe just do those things in the same way. But this was somebody who was really athletic and he played like soccer. And he was like, yeah, you just, you have to do it differently. He's like, that's what I've learned over the years. I can do those things, but I have to do a lot of them differently. Uh, so I think a lot of times we don't have to stop living or stop doing those things, just maybe adapt them to some way. Right. I think that's the, the important part of aging graceful, right? It's, yeah, you can do the same things. I see it a lot too, Alex, that people, if they can't do it in the same way that they did it before, just don't want to do it at all. And I think that can be a free choice for people. You don't have to do it at all because some people may not get any gratification if they can't do it. But I think for a lot of us, we can get some gratification from doing some aspect of it or do it some way that's not all that. You just have to precaution. Alex, what you said uh, reminded me of my first years of teaching. Um, whenever, you know, uh, you learn that you have to connect with the kids. When we were taking the kids to the park and it was towards the end of the year in one of our, um, you know, days, we want to take the kids to the park and play games. And I remember I started playing volleyball with the kids and um, I used to be in volleyball team when I was in high school. I was really a sport person growing up. So every time in different um, levels of my, like in college, I was playing tennis. I was always in the sport or even going to the gym, always running or doing things. And I just felt like I'm no different than the high school kids. I started playing with them and I was encouraged. I was so jazzed because the kids were just, oh, Mrs. M, you're playing. And then they were trying to get me. And um, at the end, my arms were um, blown like this big and I remember some of the teachers came and said Saida you're not young anymore you can't do this and I go oh my gosh I was so and then they put ice on my arms uh, you know especially this part because I was getting the balls you know and um, so anyways at that time I remember um, 
I was really surprised, you know, I'm not young. I'm in my 30s. How could I not be young anymore? So yeah, so our body reacts and I we don't realize it's actually it's I remember it hit me hard at that time. I just felt like, oh my gosh, you know, uh, even, um, you know, playing volleyball is not the same for me. So, and, and I like what Dan said, maybe I stopped playing volleyball from that. Um, Cause I just thought, wow, if it's gonna, this is gonna happen to me, I don't want to play it. Um, but I feel like as Dan said, maybe not to stop, but be thoughtful, maybe wear longer sleeves, maybe wear thicker, you know, uh, you know, something. Don't don't die for the ball anymore. You know, don't don't die for it. Or or, yeah, and don't show off, you know, Mm. like you want to get every ball. They're spiking it and everything. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. I, I feel like we could easily go into like a, um, we can trail off into the war stories of injuries that we've had. Cause I had the same thing. I played volleyball in high school actually too. And uh, yeah, I played a few years uh, in my mid thirties. I played volleyball recreationally. And then one day I woke up and I couldn't move my left arm. And so it was like for a whole day, I literally could not raise my arm a few inches. And so again, I think it's one of those things where, I don't play volleyball that much, or if I do, I'm just kind of fooling around with it. I'm not yeah, playing it as yeah. intensely as I, I was, you know, as it's like beach, uh, beach volleyball and I'm over there diving and spiking and jumping and yeah. my body was like, uh, uh-uh, nope, nope. <laughs> you, you can do it for a minute, but there's going to be a cost to that. So again, I think those are extreme examples. If we're not thoughtful in yeah. what we're doing and how we're doing it, uh, yeah, our body's going to, our body's going to keep track for us and tell us later on or in the moment. Yeah, good examples of our conversations. And it comes down to how do you know how to be thoughtful about it? You said if we're not thoughtful. And I think for most of us, the thoughtfulness comes in after the hit, Mm -hmm. right? After something happens, some event, your arms get blown out or you can't lift your arm. And you're like, whoa, 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 I've got to go about this differently. Yeah. So we've been thoughtful once we take take the hit. Unless there's some people out there who are able to observe and see what happened. Somehow they just know from watching that. They don't have. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. My son is in his 30s and he was just one day he was a sport person all the time when he was in high school he was playing basketball he was in the team in football and um, he was just saying you know. I'm not young anymore to do this. I'm not young anymore to do that. And I I said, oh my gosh, you know, you're saying you're not young anymore. What are you talking about? And he says, you know, in our sports world, I'm done with all those things I was doing. I can't do any of that. And I have to realize that. And he goes, when you're around people in their 20s, early 20s, you just realize more that, uh, you know, you can't do those things. And my older son is a, a loves uh, snowboarding. And he does really aggressive snowboarding. And the other time when he was here, we went to Tahoe, and he was a snowboarding, I kept saying, be careful, you can't do those things you were doing, don't jump, don't do that. And he didn't like that, you know. <laughs> 
Don't go and I just thought, well, you know, and I had to correct myself. I said, I'm, you know, I'm your mom and I'm worried. So do whatever it fits. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's really, it's one of those things, Alex, as you mentioned, the, the body changes and we have to go by the changes and be thoughtful. That reminds me, even like uh, eating different foods, it's like for the life of me, I cannot imagine eating fast food anymore. Like I can't go to those big chain uh, places to, with drive throughs Like it, it's gonna, I'm gonna fill it for a couple of days probably. It's just like, I, it's not even appetizing at all. I can count like the number of years it's been since I've been to one of those places just because, yeah, it just, your body doesn't like those things anymore, especially when you're trying to be a little more health conscious in that way. Um, I always tell people when they're changing their eating habits, there's so many foods out there that are delicious and healthy. Um, and that are, you know, uh, yeah, maybe a little timely as far as prep and, you know, things like that, but your body will appreciate it both sometimes in the moment as well as even long-term. I have definitely experienced with that, Alex, because, uh, some of these fast food to this day, I love, and they're my favorite. Um, but, um, especially Mexican food. I just love that. But then going to fast food, it's different. And once in a while, even though I know it's going to be hard on my body, because I crave it so badly, that I do that. But then as you said, then you realize, uh, you know, you can't do that anymore. It's just hard on your body and you have to pay for it afterwards. Yeah, you got to be kind to your body there. It's true. Coming back to the uh, sport thing, I have a question for you. I'm thinking, you know, it seems like all the sports are set up or at least somehow dominated by people younger, like let's say late to 20s. And, I, and it's because their physical trajectory is peaking at that time. Makes sense. I kind of think uh, psychologically for a lot of us, our psychological trajectory is peaking a little later in life. We become more mature, we become wiser. That's part of the wisdom that develops. I wonder if there are some sports or can you think of any sport which um, is better, older people are better at because of that. And maybe it's the combination of keeping the body in shape, right? Not just letting go of it, but the superiority of wisdom added to a body in shape there must be some sports or we could invent some sports absolutely i can name two i'm okay. sure there are so many more uh one of them is the country skiing because you kind of like walk and ski you know the cross you country cross, cross country. country you move your body and uh it's actually a great exercise and last time i was in vermont skiing I noticed that there's so many older people um, they are doing cross country and that was uh, a beautiful place for that. Um, and I was just thinking about that. And I actually talked to a bunch of friends and I said, if you guys were skiers, you know, we can think of uh, cross country because it's a great exercise. Snowshoeing is another one for people who love uh, to be in the snow. I love snowshoeing. It's one of my favorites now because you kind of hike with your snowshoes. And the other thing I can say is golf because usually golfing is... Uh, 
not that the younger people can't do it because I see a lot of younger people now are getting into golfing, but mostly they're for more mature people. When you see in the fields, they're more mature people. We have another break. We come back to um, for the last part of our conversation. Dr. Rockers and Dr. Andrade, and we are the, talking about uh, our body and uh, sport and our body and um, health. And we got to a point that we had several examples of, um, you know, kind of light activities uh, at the last part of our conversation. And uh, Dr. Rockers, I know you brought that up. Uh, we, we were talking about light activities, maybe for older age and golfing, snowshoeing and uh, cross country um, for the people who love uh, skiing and being in the snow. We talked about that. Um, and also, um, I guess walking probably is definitely um, the safest and um, maybe cycling um, also, um, you know, is another sort of safe sport. How about swimming? Swimming actually is recommended by many, um, you know, chiropractors, many physical therapists or orthopedic uh, doctors. I'm, I want to add just another element to that though. I want to see, I wonder if we can think of some sport where people who have more age are superior at it as compared with younger people. So much so that we would say, oh my God, can you believe that somebody is a 20 year old and they're doing well in this sport? Because that's the analog to sport now. If somebody is 45 and still playing whatever, professional soccer or 55, you would like, oh my God, that's so unbelievable. Is there an analog? Is there some sports where older people are superior at it just naturally because they are older and wiser? And it would be a shocker for younger people to excel in that. And if not, wouldn't it be cool to have some of those? Wow, this is We're not just making up, not just making up 
taking younger people's sport and, and applying mm-hmm. it to people, which I think is not bad. I just like seeing older people do well, like older golfers play in the pro tournaments. I would say probably isn't golf one of them that... Uh... It's pretty dominated by the uh, uh, 20s and 30-year-old Oh, people. really? Oh, yeah. Golfing? Oh. Physically, because it's, you know, it's not like weightlifting, but it is a very physical sport. And it's this burst of physical activity in terms of the swing. And mm. then it is a lot of walking, the, the real physical activity. We saw that with Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods yeah. kind of put it in that era of getting into shape and really working out. And, and when you do that, this is what you... But I think recreational golf, golf is a great game for older people to play because it's low impact stuff generally, right? And it's not like running, pounding, but it is it is something that older people can do and it's very pleasant. And there are these spaces in between activity where it can almost meditate. I think we have to invent something. I mean, I think our, our culture emphasizes youth so much. Um, yeah, everything is really geared towards that. Um, yeah, I'm sitting here racking my brain too. Like, what, what, what would that even look like? And I would think it would have to be a combination of something physical with some kind of like strategy or some type of like puzzle or something like that. Something where you're having to use your mind and the physical component, but a less emphasis on like exerting a lot of effort or, or, you know, strength or something like that, or burst of energy, as you mentioned. So, um, yeah. And, and I think too, just like, you know, who it's interesting because in our country still this, I think this is true in the sense that, you know, most of the, the wealth is with people who are older versus people who are younger yet uh, we're with this problem of people, you know, there aren't those things for older people in that way. Um, where there isn't an emphasis in that same way. So it's like, yeah, could could there be a shift? I think that would be interesting to see what kind of what kind of sport would that be? What would that look like? Well, when you talk about um, physical sports, uh, it's just all about uh, physical activity and includes cardiovascular fitness, muscle strength, you know, I mean, it's hard to think of a sport and don't think about those things. And Obviously, younger people have stronger muscles, they have um, better uh, cardiovascular or cardio um, um, fitness, you know, so I was just thinking maybe (laughs) mental activities like chess, like, you know what I mean? But those are not, those are mental sports. Those are, you know... yeah, but anything that is bodily involved is it's I, I would say I don't see anything at least in my mind that older people can be superior, you know, in it compared to young people because it's all involvement of the muscles and cardiovascular strength. I like yeah, I think what Alex was saying is is on the trail there. There's something about how the mind developed that's really taking advantage of that and maybe something about how the mind is developed in conjunction with physical. Well, and then think about it with technology taking over almost everything, because all these games that, you know, now you can play, even you can be in New York playing VR headsets, maybe. Yeah. With some, with someone you can be sitting at your home on the computer, um, playing football with a team, you know, uh, in the, 
most beautiful places in Hawaii, let's say. I mean, there's so many games that it's a sport games and you actually play, but digitally. So you're not really using your body, but you think you do. And I'm just afraid because of this technology taking over more and more people are going to be sitting on their chair or laying down on the couch and doing different things, thinking, you know, and then just become tired at the end of the day without moving their body, but just using the time with technology. Are we heading to a dystopian future? Is that, is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> but is it all going downhill here? It's amazing where we are going with technology. Something that, you know, our mind is going to blow when you think, things that um, sometimes they talk about in the future and things that our mind right now can't even imagine. Um, and now you know that 16-year-old is sitting at home and making a million dollars by just creation and doing different things. We have talked about that, but I know this is not the part of our conversation, but now that we're talking about our body and aging, you know, I was just thinking technology is going to be on the way for many young generation coming to the field, you know? Right. I would, I would say, to pull us back to where we were, the idea of living a meaningful and valuable life, right? How do we do that as we're moving forward, advancing chronologically? That, yes. to some extent, really it it requires our perspective. We have to have a certain perspective to do that. Absolutely. As, as we get older, we lose some capacity. We hopefully gain other capacity. Well, obviously, our crystallized uh, intelligence, uh, you know, is the best part as we grow older. Maybe we lose some of the fluid intelligence, but our crystallized intelligence is intact as we grow older. And maybe we can use that in different ways. But talking about body and health, um, I like what you said, Dan. We have to really, uh, each of us, think of ourselves as a separate person not looking in a competition way what does this age group do what does that age group do just think what is the best for me you know and look at my own health issues and do things that fits me but most definitely I would really recommend to our listeners think of their mind as a big part of their life and that needs some rest that needs some uh, really um, motivation um, and relaxation you know think of that because body and mind works hand in hand and if our mind is healthy uh, we can then think of our body because if we are depressed if we have anxiety we don't even think of you know, what is healthy for my body first that takes over. So be conscientious of our mind first to be able to take care of our body. Maybe for the listeners, you can explain crystallized versus fluid intelligence. <coughs> well, fluid intelligence, obviously, is the, the being fast, being quick in uh, making decisions, being fast in taking care of something that my mind is very quick in doing that. So that's why that is called fluid intelligence. That is 
day-to-day, you know, intelligence. But crystallizes more because of our experiences, is is things that uh, in our life, by our learning, we grasp and we learn. So that's why older people are mostly consultants. And in the past, specifically, uh, and in different cultures, the reason the older people had a specific place in the family was their knowledge of the world, was their experiences in the world. And that I would say this is more, and you guys can chime in if um, I didn't explain it well, but crystallizes more of our experiences and fluid is just quickness, is fastness, is, you know, uh, and obviously, as we get older, we lose that uh, fluid intelligence, but we gain crystallized intelligence. Yeah, crystal, I always think of crystallized as what we learn at school or what we learn off, um, what we learn in an in organized type way versus just f- the fluids, more what we learn in, in our everyday experiences kind of thing. And I was going to say, it reminds me to the idea, you know, you, you probably heard the phrase, you know, work smart, not hard. Um, I think it's important probably along those lines, you know, to play smart, not play hard. Um, so we can still play. It's just how we do. It. It's a little different. All right. And I would say that my take on uh, crystallized versus fluid is that crystallized is like the facts that we gain and pick up. And we know that from childhood. So it's kind of hard coded in there. Multiplication tables or the 3.14 is pi, things like that. That's crystallized. It's become solidified inside our psyche. And then fluid is problem solving ability. It's this capability that we can be flexible. Something comes up, we haven't seen it before. We're like, oh, oh, you know what? Here's a good way to solve that. Why don't we just try it like this? So it's that it's a it's a fluid, it's a flexible approach. Right. And it's it's the ability to reason and think flexibly and crystallizes um accumulation of knowledge and experience and facts and skills. Um, Yeah, so as we get older, that knowledge and that uh, facts and skills we have gained, that works for us. Um, But then maybe um, because we are not as quick to reason, um, that would be uh, one of the uh, reasons that we say young people have more fluid intelligence. And, and I think it's one of those things where, again, we can use both of those in that way, where we can still use the knowledge we have um, and, and we solidified in thinking, as we kind of just did in our discussion a minute ago, you know, how can we adapt in that way? What would that look like? And I find if we're open to asking, how could I do this? Versus being like, I can't do it anymore. Um, we, we may find something that we never expected. And, and I hear that so often from people will end up finding a, an interest or hobby that is related uh, uh, on some levels. But the, it, before, before they kind of explored it, they would have not even realized that that was something that was uh, an option to them. Um, because they focused instead so much on what they can't do anymore. Right, right. Um, So, um, Alex, what kind of sports are you doing right now? Or what do you do? Just uh, sorry to put you on the spot. Do you do any sports or do you do any exercises specifically? Yeah, well, no, and as we've been talking, that's one of the things uh, I've I've been learning about as I've gotten older is the idea of like, you got to start off slow, you got to, you know, kind of build gradually. Um, I think it's one of those things where, especially I I feel as though for men, a lot of times there's this emphasis on like 
doing a lot of like weight or a lot of reps and, and this idea of like showing that strength in some way where uh, I'm a big advocate of, of exercises such as like stretching and, and just things that aren't so vigorous, even like jogging or going for a walk. Uh, I've recently kind of started doing bike riding um, just kind of casually in that way where I'm not trying to overexert myself or do it too frequent. Um, I do. I'm a big advocate of swimming too. Like you mentioned earlier, it's something I've, I've loved for years um, and it's such a great workout uh, and, and definitely something I've encouraged uh, uh, with uh, patients who are older too. Um, there's a lot of natural resistance in the pool from the water, um, but we also have that cushion of the water. So we don't have that impact on our body in the same way, like running wood or something like that. So um, yeah, I think it's kind of taking those things that you maybe have done before or were connected with in you know your youth or when you were younger and saying, you know, what could I maybe do now? And so, uh, yeah, those are some of the things I do. What about you, Sede? What are some of the things that you like to do or try to do? Um, I like nature. So whatever is to do in the nature, like walking, hiking. Um, and when in the um, winter, I love skiing and um, snowshoeing. I haven't done snowing, I mean, uh, skiing uh, since a couple of years ago that we went to Vermont just for that, okay. which was lovely. But I haven't done it. Even um, last week, we went to Lake Tahoe, and my sons were uh, snowboarding. But mm -hmm. I thought of skiing, but then I thought, oh, I'm not sure. You know, you have to mm -hmm. be there for a week to get ready. But mm -hmm. when you go for a day, it's just I felt that it must be too much. Mm -hmm. But uh, I love cross country if I start, because I can mm -hmm. imagine what a great sport is that. And also... I would love to um, do more snowshoeing maybe next year because being in the nature and the snow is such a great, um, you know, fulfilling exercise. And uh, hiking also in the nature is beautiful while you're using your body or enjoying the nature. Yeah. Um, aside from that, as I mentioned earlier, other sports that I was doing, I feel like, you know, it's just too much uh, mm -hmm. at this point, but mm -hmm. still I can do hiking and still. And, and one of the best things that I enjoy actually is walking with friends mm -hmm. because while you're talking, socializing, you're exercising. Um, and also I have a stationary bike that almost mm -hmm. daily I do some uh, you know, cycling, which really is great for the body and, and even for the mind, because your mind, um, you know, is satisfied with your body doing something. And then usually I read while I'm cycling. Um, so, um, and I think it's nice to, yeah, when we can get, you know, a couple of things done at once. And I feel like even if we do a little bit, we feel so much better, uh, by just saying, yeah, yeah, it wasn't maybe as vigorous as we we did uh, before, but it can still be nice. And and definitely, I think that's something too. The uh, our, I think our appreciation of things change. So nature is something that I find can be very recharging and refreshing for a lot of people. Um, and luckily, you know, being in the Sacramento Valley area, there's a lot of places people can go to. Like you said, Tahoe, you can go to the Bay Area. And yeah, there's so, so many options sometimes. Or even just going to, a, you know, a local park and just, you know, going for a walk outside somewhere like that can be just that change of scenery, especially if we allow ourselves that mental space. Yeah, I guess our nature here is really something we need to appreciate because everywhere you go, there's a place, the beautiful 
nature by the river. Um, and as you mentioned, Tahoe is a beautiful place and we are lucky to have the advantage of both. Uh, within an hour um, and 15 minutes, we can go to the city. And on the other hand, within an hour and a 15 minutes or 30, you can get to Lake Tahoe, enjoy swimming, enjoy skiing. So we have the opportunity to do both if we, we like. But um, generally speaking, I want to really emphasize on how important it is, even simple walking, even if you can get out, do the walking even in the house. Even if you have a little yard, you can go back and forth and, and count your steps so that your mind is busy with your body or, um, or just uh, have a stationary bike if you can and um, use your body in any ways you can. Even if you're standing um, on the counter of your kitchen, you can do some stretches. There's so many programs on internet that you can have um, and, and it's just free. Use that. I have been using some of these programs sometimes while I'm cooking and by the counter of the kitchen, I'm standing and I'm doing stretches. Uh, and I really, really recommend that because any sort of activity in your body um, takes care of your mind as well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. No, it's, it's something too. We have to, uh, I'm a big advocate. It's little things we can do, even if, like you said, just standing up, moving around, it, it makes such a difference. All right, we are getting to the end of our program. Um, do you have a final words, uh, Dr. Andrade, for our listeners? Yeah, I would just encourage people to to kind of start slow. You know, it's it's about progress, not perfection. It's about trying to listen to our body and see where we're at now, so we can keep kind of gradually moving forward. I mean, if we can do one small thing and build on that, and there's no time frame. I think a lot of times people are like, oh, I need to do this by then, or you know, I, I need to kind of be there already. Um, you know, we have to start with where we're at now. And if we do that thoughtfully, we can build on that uh, without even realizing how much time's gone by. I like when you said, even if it can do a little, because sometimes you start with just let's do five minutes, let's just mm -hmm. do 10 minutes. And then by the time you are finished, you realize that 10 minutes adds to 15 minutes and 15 to 20. And sometimes if you have just that 10 minutes of time is better than nothing. Oh, so yeah. with that, I want to wish our listeners a wonderful week ahead. We come back next week and we talk about other psychological or just day-to-day uh, -day life issues. Uh, thank you, Dr. Andrade. Thank you, Dr. Rockers. And we come back next week.
عاشقی را غرق در باور نوشت قصه ها را دیگر از کجا این باور آمد که گفت گر روید سر بر نگردد سر تا 
سرنوشت را باید از سرنوشت شاید این با کمی بهتر نوشت آشقی را غرق در باور سهارا <تصفيق> 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 